0: listener, I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. Hey listeners, this is Sally Holder. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode of the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. You are getting ready to have your mind blown because this entire episode is all about you being able to raise your prices, charge what you're worth, and you're going to learn exactly what we mean by that, and tactical tools on how to do both from an amazing person that I just got to meet recently, a coach to creative entrepreneurs, Sam Bennett. She is an amazing person who lives outside of LA. She has had incredible experiences. She's hysterical, and she has a fantastic perspective and a very simple way of breaking down exactly how all of us can raise our prices. So get out a piece of paper and a pen. You are going to want it for this episode. Pull over on the side of the road and take notes if you have to. I took a ton while I was interviewing her and learned a tremendous amount. And so I can't wait for this episode to start. But before I do, you know, I love to be able to share a little more information about myself. I'm actually filming this episode in Dallas, Texas, while I get ready for the book tour that is kicking off on January 14th. So if you haven't yet ordered your copy of Hitting Rock Middle, do it right now. Jump on Amazon, jump on your local bookseller and get a copy. It will be delivered to your door by January 14th. And what a great way to be able to kick off 2020, having a book that is going to be the catalyst to take you to that next level. So if you have that yearning inside yourself that you have more to give this world and more to do and more you want to accomplish, this is going to be the book for you. So get your copy, share copies with people for Christmas presents, all of it. And we have an exciting amount of uh, book tour dates coming up that I can't wait for you to be able to come and see me talk about the book and even more behind the scenes of why I wrote it and what my motivation was and, and how you really can take these steps to make the changes in your life just in the same way that I did. So I am really, really excited. Now, let's get started making your business a little bit better. All right, Ms. Sam Bennett, I am so excited to kick this off, um, this podcast interview with you about raising prices. Lord knows that everyone who is an entrepreneur needs a full how-to discussion on this topic, and I know that you're the expert on it. So, um, but before we dive into the topic, give us a little background on who you are and all the fantastic things
1: about you. (laughs) Why, yes, here's all the fantastic things about me. First of all, hi, great to see you. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. Um, Yeah, my name is Sam Bennett. I created a business called the Organized Artist Company. You can find me at therealsambennett.com. And uh, mostly what I do is I help creative and highly creative people get unstuck from whatever way it is that they are stuck. So sometimes that means helping them focus and move forward on their goals. Sometimes it means getting rid of some of those inner glass ceilings and self-limiting behaviors. Um, And sometimes it means helping creative people make money doing the creative work they love. Uh, And I love doing all of that because I notice, and you probably do too, that, you know, we get everything done for everybody else all day long. And the stuff that really matters most to us the things that we know really light us up inside that would really make a difference in our lives in our business in our families don't get done (laughs) and sometimes they don't even make it on the list right oh my gosh sam you're speaking my
0: language now you guys can see why (laughs) when i met sam at iconic with ali brown in phoenix recently I connected with her right away. Not only is she absolutely hysterical, which you guys are going to get to hear on this interview, but we are both passionate about this creative entrepreneurial community. And Sam, I I thought you can't make money as a creative. Isn't that true?
1: You know, if I could go back in time and find out who started this whole starving artist thing, like I will shake them to their teeth rattle it nothing could be further from the truth. first of all, let's just um, make one clarification um, creative and artistic are not the same thing, okay, what do you mean by that? you've got to tell right me. so creativity i mean artistic has to do with making art, and that's mostly what we think of sometimes when we think of creative right um But creativity actually has to do with brain function. It has to do with having a natural interest in something and a natural ability to problem solve in that same area. So that, and everyone has some area of creative genius, just something that they naturally do, naturally love to do. Um, it, It may even be a little mysterious. Like, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with, you know this thing or that thing, but I read every book about it. I go to every I read that, listen to every podcast on it. I can't, you know, if I if you woke me up at three in the morning and said, "Hey, hey, hey, we're doing this thing," I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I'm in," right? So whatever that is for you, right? Um, another way to think of it is uh, like if we were back in cave dwelling times and living in a community of twenty four, what areas of running the tribe would you want, be interested in?
0: Hmm. Interesting. right? Because some okay.
1: people are more naturally inclined to be the healers and some people are more naturally inclined to take care of the children. And some people are more naturally inclined to like go off into that next valley and see what's out there. And <laughs> right? so you can sort of look at that as that's another way to sort of, sometimes it's very difficult for us to find our zones of genius because it's so us, we don't even notice it.
0: So true, right? You expect right. everyone else to be able to do it
1: simply because it become it's so natural for you. And it hardly ever crosses your mind to make money from it because you think, well, but that's stupid. Everybody does this thing.
0: Right. Oh. So what would be that thing for you? For me, it would definitely be public speaking. I love it. I've always been able to do it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird thing, but throw me up on stage and give me a topic and I'll go. I love it. But again, what would be that thing for you?
1: I think for me, it's, it has to do with putting words to things. Putting language to things, making complicated things simple, making simple things um, doable because <laughs> just because something simple doesn 't mean we do it <laughs> so true, right taking the abstract and making it practical, taking the the mundane and making poetic making it poetical I think love that 's kind of my jam. Um, Everybody needs somebody that can simplify things for them,
0: especially to me in today's day and age, that what an asset that is for other people and other business owners, which I know you help many creative entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that... We all overcomplicate, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording. You know, I can overcomplicate a paperback uh, myself. And I need someone else to bounce those ideas off of um to be able to help me find my way out. Is that what you do for those creatives?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you know, highly creative people have a zillion ideas all the time and we're easily bored. (laughs) And (laughs) um and often, you know, once we've had an idea, we're over it. Like, oh, I Uh thought that already right? right. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so it can be, it can be a little bit of a, a thing, but, but look around your own own life because uh, all of you out there, I'm thinking about a client I have who she does home and office organization for people. And she's, I helped her find a niche, which is helping men who would like to date women have apartments that don't terrify them. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Right. Brilliant! <laughs> this is too good. It's absolutely brilliant. Right. And she lives in a, you know, a fairly large city that has a big tech population. So there's a lot of those boys running around who need help. And as we were talking about this and creating her marketing and uh, she's just sort of said, she goes, you know, yeah, it's weird. She goes, I, I don't know why she goes, but I've always been able to do this. Even as a kid, practically, I could walk into almost any room and be like, well, um, that should go over there and that should go over there. And what is that? Get that out. And this, and you know, like she just gets it she has a natural interest and a natural ability and a natural ability to problem solve in this particular area right so something I
0: love about that is that you helped her monetize it because I can imagine that she probably would have come to you thinking this is the most bizarre thing ever no one's actually going to pay me money for it right Or, or did she come to you with the concept
1: she came to me with the home and office organization idea, um, but I think she was thinking more like, oh, I'll help people do their closets. And But when it, it wasn't until it actually came out, she's, she's also really interested in relationships and maybe even becoming a relationship coach. And I'm like, hold the phone. <laughs> I see brilliance. Let's intersect these things. Let's bring these things together with men who need help dating women and men who need help creating spaces in which women would be willing to date them.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what makes me so excited about even hearing you say this too is that, you know, I have been saying a lot in interviews about my book, Hitting Rock Middle, that you could dream up anything that you want. And that one of the challenges for me as I was leaving my law practice was that people kept giving me these, you know, very finite, constrictive answers of what I was capable of doing from Mm -hmm. here, right? You can be a general counsel. You can, you know, um, create your own law firm. And here are two or three things that you can do. You can go in nonprofits. Or here is a book of a list of careers for dummies. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to create a, a process by which they can develop something of their own. And what's so exciting to me is to hear, hey, read my book. Dream again. Figure out where you might want to be, and then come to Sam Bennett, and she's going to monetize it for you and help you help coach you into that the creation of that.
1: Absolutely. And here's and here's really where this goes to um, the ability to charge too, because truly you can make money off of anything, anything. I just did a call recently about you know how your weird thing could make you money, and somebody wrote in um, cloud watching. Uh, okay, you're. Going and I'm like, to have you could explain that. Totally make money off of cloud watching. If you told me there was a cloud watching workshop on Sunday afternoon, and we were all going to meet in the park and watch, I like, I would be there in a second. I would sign up for that in a hot minute. And then the Instagram page of all the cloud, I'm like, you could monetize that forever. Oh God. I'm telling this, you, there is This n- is your zone of genius. There is nothing too weird that you can't make money off it, and. And especially when it's, like I said, it's your natural creative genius, right? It was just given to you. You didn't ask to be like this, right? You didn't ask for this level of interest in this thing. You just have it. It's a gift. And what do we do with gifts? We give them, right? Mm -hmm. We share them with the world. And the pluses here are, sometimes I hear from people like, well, it doesn't feel right to charge for it because it's a gift, you know, because like... You know, especially people who work in healing, people who work in the spiritual arts, you know, like, I don't, you know, I don't feel right charging for it because it's so easy for me and it just feels like I should just share it. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't charge and charge enough, no one else will value it. Mm, Tell me more about that. Right. So we're not charging what you're worth. Uh-huh. Your worth is intrinsic. Sure. Right? And I get a little annoyed when people are like, charge what you're worth. No, all, all, everyone's worth the same. If we walked past a row of bassinets, we would not say that this baby is worth more than that baby. All the babies have the same worth and value. Your worth and value has nothing to do with how much you charge. The value proposition has to do with what is it worth to them? What is it worth to the stressed out executive to have an excuse to lay down on the grass for 45 minutes and stare up at the clouds? And maybe yes. with her kids, you know, what's the value of that? Ooh. oh, I love this. Love this. Love this. Right. So that's where we start to charge. And the fact that it comes easily to you means that first of all, you can actually charge more because you're processing faster. You're just better at it than most people are. And you'll, you won't get tired of it. True. You love it. You're, you will find your work to be energizing, and and life-giving rather than depleting the way it is to go to a job where you are not asked to bring your heart.
0: So how do you figure out what it's worth to them then?
1: So there's a couple of different ways. Um, one, I would, you know, first of all, do a little research, like see what everybody else is charging, and, uh, and aim, if nothing else, for the top third of that.
0: Mm, why the top third instead of the bottom? You're just getting started. How could I
1: possibly? Yeah, I don't get that either. This thing of like, <laughs> oh, if you're starting out, you shouldn't charge very much. Like, why? Why not? Of course you should. Of course you should. And I also sort of think you should charge enough to make you show up a little differently. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to call forward your best self. hmm I was working with a woman one time who's uh, a nurse. She works with people in health and nutrition, particularly around cancer. Nutrition and cancer is her sort of area of specialty. Mm-hmm. And, um, and usually when people tell me their prices, I tell them to 3X or 10X them almost immediately. Like, and this is just true for all of you. All of you could just move the decimal point over. So if you want a quick piece of advice, just do that. Just move Sweet. the decimal point over one. Just 10X your prices. Um, and I forget what it was she charged, but whatever it was she charged, I was like, oh those are good numbers. Like that feels like a really good price to me. And she said, Oh yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years. If they don't pay, they don't heal. Wow right? Yes.
0: How did she get to that point though, to overcome? And the word I was writing down was guilt, right? I feel like that's the number one pushback that I get from clients or even friends saying, I just feel so guilty. And that emotional imbalance holds us back from that top third or, you know, our charging
1: of our intrinsic value. Right. So we got to remember, um, Take a little step back. We're only selling to ideal clients. Okay. How do you know who that is? They need you. Okay. They know they need you. They are demonstrating through their behavior that they know they need you. So they're Googling you, they're asking their friends for referrals, they're asking the hive mind on Facebook, right? They're, um, so they need you, they know they need you, they can pay you. <laughs> and they may that you know not necessarily they have all the money in the world laying around, but let's face it, we find the money for the things we want. Exactly, we find the money for the things that are important to us. Everybody's always like, "I'm so broke, I'm so broke, I'm so broke." Oh, there's a new iPhone, <laughs> and suddenly everybody's got eleven hundred dollars. Like, where did the eleven hundred dollars come from? I'm so broke, I'm so broke, I'm so broke, I'm so broke. Oh, my favorite band is coming to town. And now I've got five hundred bucks for tickets and a limo ride, like you know. And I'm not saying buy the iPhone, go to the concert. I'm not saying deprive, You know, that's fine. I love it that people spend money on the stuff that matters to them. You absolutely should. So, um, so they need to be able to, they need to be able to pay you, um, and they share your value system. And they don't have to share all of your values, but some of the big ones. And and mostly that means they laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> That's really my criteria for a client. You have to laugh at my jokes. Um, but sharing a value system with a client means that they get you. They get the value of what you're doing. They understand you and and it and being with a client who does not share your value system is like being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't share your values. You know, like you buy them a special gift and they're like, what the hell is this? And then you're upset and they're upset because they didn't understand that you were trying to do this thing and they didn't hear you say and whoop, right? You just miss each other completely. It's so depressing. Nothing is worse. Nothing is more expensive than a bad client.
0: How do you know, though, that it's not a problem with... The product or service you're providing rather than a problem with the client that you're serving. Right? Because oftentimes I'll have people say, well, gosh, you know, I've had clients fall off or people leaving. And so I'm starting to question, you know, the amount that I'm charging and believing that it's too high. Or I've had someone in the industry for 15 years who does what I do reach out and say, you're charging way too much. And I, that you ought to lower your prices, how do you know when it's a problem with you versus
1: them? So we only take advice, particularly around pricing, from two kinds of people. People who are better at what we do than we are. Uh-huh. Or better in that area than we are, right? I'll take marketing advice from better marketers. Um, and paying customers. So looky-loos, competitors, your mom, freebie junkies, these people do not get a vote. If these you guys could see my interest, face,
0: right? I am laughing almost <laughs> about to fall out of my chair, right? Why do we take advice from all of them?
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. Thank you very much for your interest, right? Um, the other thing I noticed, and, and this thing about clients falling off, you need to look at what's your customer life cycle. I mean, I don't want my people to stick around forever. My job is to, you know, give them wings and let them fly. Like, go, get out. I mean, I appreciate that they want to hang around, but, um, you know, there's there's a there's a real... If somebody's with me for more than a couple of years, I'm like, I mean, it may be just it's, it's a good workout for them. You know, it's like going to the gym you like, but at that point, they should be able to answer my questions for like, they should be able to do my wrap for me practically, <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, and once somebody has got that, once they've internalized the information, I'm like, yeah, no, it's time to go. So it, it, it depends a little bit on what, what your customer life cycle is. If you if, if they're leaving because they're done, then that's a good thing. You've done your work. It's time for them to move on. Um, you may also want to add a step B, you know, sophomore year, you know, the next step, whatever, you know, because whatever problem you've solved, they're going to have a next problem. Um, And always remember that at least 20% of your clients are waiting for you. They're standing there in a circle around you with their American Express cards in their hands, waiting for you to offer something expensive enough, intensive enough, personal enough, interesting enough for them to to buy.
0: Okay, so this is amazing. I've got to go back and recap what a couple of the things you just said, because they're incredible. So take advice from two kinds of people, those that are better at it than you and paying clients. So I absolutely love that. And then understand when those paying clients need to cycle out. And maybe another way of not even raising prices, but continuing to monetize the gift that you have is being able to determine what new offering you need to provide next for them, which I think is incredible. And so now we're talking about what potentially that other even higher offering could be if they're evaluating that and knowing that 20% of the previous clients are going to pay for that. You're scaring me to death to think I've got to now raise my prices again (laughs) to offer a more expensive offering. How dare I? I? I mean, the reconciliation in my brain, and I know many of our listeners thinking, Whoa, I can barely wrap my head around the fact that I just raised prices. How could I possibly offer something, A, even more expensive? And B, who in the world then are these people that are then, as you said, you know, waiting on that? How do I identify who they are? Well,
1: it's going to be a little bit of trial and error. Okay. Right? But, um, and you do it mostly through language, right? Mostly through signaling to them through the words that you use in your emails or in your conversations, um, what you've, what you've got to offer. And remember, you know, David Nagel taught me this and it was such an important lesson for me. Um, in, in a job, they pay you just enough so you don't quit and you do just enough work to not get fired. And that's the deal. True. <laughs> and it's pretty sustainable for a pretty long time. So, mostly, you can do a pretty shitty job at your work for a really long time before anybody's really going to say anything or anything's going to, there's going to be any repercussions, right? I mean, absolutely. We've all slept, walked through entire seasons of jobs, right? Um, so, we get used to this idea that the money is tied to our level of busyness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Walk around and look busy. Entrepreneurship is not like that. No one cares how much time you spend on something. No one cares how hard you work. No one cares how complicated it is for you or how uncomplicated it is for you. What they're paying you for is results. Okay. And if you can deliver results, it doesn't matter what you charge. And the way I always look for it, as much as I say, y'all can 3X, 10X your prices, you also wanna make sure that whatever you're offering gives the client three to 10 times value.
0: Okay guys, I know many of you are small business owners and you probably are struggling with the same thing that I struggled with when I started my business, a payment processing system that does the work for you. You want an easy solution, something you can plug and play and believe me, I have tried them all. And I have found one that I love. So of course, I had to share it with you, the listener. It's called Moon Clark. It is amazing. All you have to do is create a form or a payment plan for your client once. And if you're setting them up on a recurring payment system, not only does it email them before the payment is charged, but it thanks them afterwards all automatically for you. It is a total no-brainer if you have any recurring charges for your customers. Or if you're just setting up a one-time payment, you can use the same link every single time. And that has saved me countless hours. Rather than other systems where I had to customize a link every time, And I was charging the same amount. It just created so much more administrative work. And Moonclerk eliminates all of that for you. So if you want to simplify your business, try out Moonclerk. Trust me. You know how you're listening to this podcast on your phone right now? Well, click on the description and the link is right there. It's so simple. Or you can always head to my Instagram and click the link in my profile. Either way, I know you're going to love Min Clark, and I can't wait to hear how much
1: time it saves you. so if I'm going to charge thousand dollars, I want to make sure they're walking out of there with three to ten thousand dollars worth of whatever inspiration materials, checklists, what you know whatever it is, whatever the deliverables are um, and sometimes there aren't really deliverables. I have a friend who runs a mastermind. She calls it the Martini Mastermind. It's four meetings a year, four weekends a year. There's 10 people. They pick where they're going to meet. Someplace fun, you know, Vegas, Naples, Florida, whatever. Uh, they fly in and they basically sit in the hot tub and mastermind for two straight days. And then she sends them home. She charges $10,000 a year, right? So now she's got 100000 bucks coming in for working four weekends a year. And I was like, do you give them like group calls or do they have access to you like the rest of the year? She goes, oh God, no. (laughs) She's like, I mean, they have my email. They can reach me if they need me, but you know. Wow. But those entrepreneurs are happy to, and she's got a waiting list. They are happy to give her $10,000 a year because they know they're getting $100,000 worth of. Connections, insights, training, adjustments, mindset work, you know. Wow. Yeah.
0: That is fascinating.
1: I also, I actually offered a class, um, not really a class, sort of a inner circle, um, I guess you'd call it kind of a mastermind circle, um, with a more spiritual bent This this year. I sort of came more out of the closet as a god girl and decided to offer something uh, that was a little more high end and and more spiritual in nature. And it was, it's a, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the structure of the thing. It's a call once it's a zoom once every other week. So it's every other Friday um, for about an hour and a half. And there's no deliverables. There's no promise to the thing at all. It's just, we're just going to get together and be in this space together. And when I started it, I was, it was a little bit of an experiment. So I said, well, okay, it's $10,000 for six months. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was great. I just, I didn't do a sales page or a, do anything because I just thought it, I was just made a sort of running list of like, like, who do I love? <laughs> like, who do I love? What clients do I love? What people do I love? And if I, and if I thought of a name and I thought, oh, I love them, then I called them. And I just called and I said, hey, I'm starting this thing. I don't know if you're interested or not. And it was great because it was pretty clear for people right away about like whether or not that was something they would be inclined to do. And I was talking to one friend that I thought might really do it. And she goes, I don't know, Sam. She goes, I mean, it sounds great. You're great. I'm sure it'd be great. Um, (laughs) I think I would like it better if it was, you know, free (laughs) or not as much. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I get it. Um, I said, but here's what I know is if I charge you anything less than $10,000, at some point, probably around month three, your attention is going to start to wander. You're going to start to have that like, oh, I'm traveling. Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I'm not going to make it. Oh, this person's getting on my nerves. And I'm like, and I don't want that. I want you there. Pens clicked with a bring it, Bennett, (laughs) look in your eye. And, you know, to get maximum value. And I don't know why 10,000 is the number. Like, you know, but it, it, that's my experience is that anything less than $10,000, it's very difficult to keep people's attention. Um, no matter how great your stuff is. Uh, and then, so we did the six months and then uh when it, and, and I did a mid-course check-in, this is another way to make sure that you're delivering value is at various points, preferably midway through the process, pause and say, hey, we're at a midway point. I just want to check in and make sure that this is working for you, that you're getting the value that you want, that there's nothing you want less of or more of, or haven't had a chance to tell me, you know, like ask. Right. Um, So when I did the midpoint course check-in they were all, and I said, do we want to keep this going for another six months? And they were all like, yeah. (laughs) And I said, well, it's a little spendy, huh? They're like, yeah. I said, right, but now you're all in and committed. So the next six months are just five. Oh. I don't need to charge you $10,000 anymore. I wasn't charging the 10000 for me. I was charging yeah. it for them. And wow. they didn't know that everybody else in the group was in at that level as well. Right. Right. But then after that, that, I'm like, yeah, no, five is fine.
0: That concept that you're doing it not for you, but for them is very new, I believe, and, and revolutionary. It's, it's not something that I feel like, Like, I mean, we've talked about it and I feel like we talked about it at our conference um, in Phoenix, but give me a little bit more around that idea too, because I know that more people need to hear that. And I know that it is a huge part of being able to raise your prices and monetize your gifts in this way, because you're giving that gift to other people. And so, um, yeah, just expound on that for a second, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Yeah. So we all know money's not the only thing. You know, it's not all about the money, but it's not not about the money either. <laughs> right, right. girls got to eat stuff about how, um, you know, how many businesses fail, how many entrepreneurs fail. I don't think they fail. I think they just get exhausted and quit. Right from undercharging. From undercharging. Yes, like when that you're is doing a place this- no one needs to run right when you're doing all this work to make a nickel you know and you're killing yourself and at the, and you guys know you're going to overdeliver you know you're going to overdeliver so charge accordingly cuz really doing all the things you're doing and then looking at your wallet at the end of the day and going really really you know mm-hmm. it feels a lot better <laughs> you know <laughs> And then you don't have to scrimp so much, <clears throat> you know you can you can hire an extra person, you can pay them you know I hire geniuses and I pay them whatever they want, and I give them raises as often as I can think to do it. you know and that feels great to me, but I need money coming in to be able to put that money out, right? Right, so how do you get to that you know um, sweet
0: spot? in the middle where you know that you're, it's a win-win where that's what I feel like you're really describing is that beautiful win-win relationship between customer and, and client. And how do you know you're there versus any type of out of balance?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, pricing is, a, is an art and a science, right? It's, it's both mm-hmm. of these things. So we know that there's, you know, sort of certain psychological markers, you know, anything under hundred dollars is basically an impulse buy. Sure. So, for pretty much everybody. So if you're going to charge $27, you might as well charge $97 because there's not really a difference to the consumer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's... Love that.
0: Did everybody hear that? If you're going to charge $27, go ahead and up it to $97. I couldn't agree more because I'm also immediately thinking when you even said the word 27, that really has no value subconsciously. Like why would I spend $27 on something that is a service or product that you're trying to provide me.
1: Right. I mean, sometimes you might want to have, you know, what, what they call tripwire offer, you know, some low cost thing that just kind of separates the buyers from the non buyers <clears throat> because let's face it. Buyers are buyers, non buyers are non buyers. Most people are non buyers. Most people will not buy from you. They don't care. Uh-huh. They're not interested. They're looky loos They're freebie junkies. They like you, whatever, but they're not going to buy. Okay. Um, there's... And we just got to throw our hands up and let them go. We just we love them, you know. We, okay. we, we send them love and blessings and we're grateful for you know, and some of them can make good, you know, they can like your stuff on Facebook and you know, like it's nice to have fans, you know. Um and then there's um I've heard that most people feel like they can spend up to about $250 and right around $250 is when they start to feel like, oh, I should really check with my spouse or mm, I might have to wait till next payday or, you know, like it starts getting a little crunchy around $250. Um, and then there's another barrier at 500 you know, things that are below 500 things that are above five. There's another one at 1000 But then there really isn't one until 5000 so, you know, in terms of, again, just in terms of how it's going to feel to your customer, the difference between 3,500 and 50, you know, and 4,500 is not that much to them emotionally, you know, that's not going to feel very different to them, but it's another thousand bucks for you, which is definitely going to feel different to you. So... So just knowing where those price points are and, and definitely the nines and the sevens things work. Why do we feel like 1997 is less than 2000? I don't know, but we do. So yeah, that's leverage like, that. Okay. Um, and also look for ways to enhance the value and underline the value of what you're offering, right? So- How do you do that? Do little things that make it feel special to them that preferably don't take too much time for you. So send them a little welcome gift. We send these mugs, right? I call these the $80,000 mugs because <laughs> like, they get a mug and they're like mine for life. Oh gosh! We, personal- okay. we have some that we personalize, we put their name on it and they're like, they lose their minds over the mug.
0: And the mug says for all of our listeners, since you and I are talking on video, but they can't see us. And it, the mug cracks me up, and I love it. This mug says, by the way, you look really great today. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love Sam, guys. You've got to check her out. Jeez, by the way. so funny. Really
1: we have other ones that say, like, yeah. art before housework. <laughs> Writing before housework. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, um, there's another one that I love that's my new favorite that says, everything is temporary. <laughs> it says everything is temporary. <laughs> it's, um, okay. So. So, like, so make you know, little welcome gifts make a big difference. Giving them Voxer access to you—I happen to hate Voxer, but I have a lot of friends who do that. They say, "Hey, you get this thing, and by the way, you get seven days of unlimited Voxer access to me." Oh, that feels special. Um, I have an email sequence, three hundred sixty-five reasons to write that people that they get delivered to their email box every day. So now they're getting an email, a little, you know, inspiration, a little kiss on the cheek, a little thwack upside the head. Uh, every day, it feels very high touch to them. I wrote those things nine years ago. I haven't looked at them, you know. Um, and before you think like, oh, they don't want to hear from me every day. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Before we got the, 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 the kinks got out of the system, I would get emails all the time from people. Uh, I still get these. I get the emails that where people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you sent that one to me today. like, I know. <laughs> the email angels are amazing. Um, because of course it's totally automated. Uh, <laughs> but I would also get emails from people who are like, um, Sam, I didn't get 277. I got 276, I got 278. Where's 277? I'm like, okay, we'll get right on that. You know, People still amaze me. I love it. All right, I get the people getting the to 365 and they want to start over. Can I get them again?
0: It goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning as well. It's something that was your innate gift. You put it into action, you automated it,
1: and now it's taking care of you still today. And I absolutely love that. Right. I just hired, I just did a VIP day with someone else. Actually, I hired them to, to um, give me some, some strategy and some analysis. And the way she structured the day was, uh, we, you know, we worked together, we had lunch, And then she sent me and I actually flew my team member uh, in from Colorado for this. She sent us both to the spa. I got a facial. She got a massage. The the consultant was paying for it. I didn't pay for it. Um, And while we were there, she did her, she had work to do. She did her, she created her deliverables for us. Right. So we come back 90 minutes later, all glowing and relaxed. And she's like, here you go. Ding. Oh my gosh. Right. So that's a, that adds a lot of value. That feels very special. It's a special experience for me, a special experience for my team member. It also happened to serve the process of the work. Like when she needed time to like, okay, I've taken in all I need to take in about your business. Now I need to go create this stuff for you. Um, so yeah, think about what you could do to make it special. Um, I also pretty- believe that there's an emotional resonance to, to, to numbers as well. Like, so pick numbers that tell a story, pick numbers that matter to you. Um, my get it done course is called. is, I usually sell it for $365, a dollar a day for your project, ah. right? Yes. Um, 15 minutes a day, dollar a day for your project. Um, I have a friend who's doing sort of more mystical, magical things. And so her new membership site is $999 for the year because the 999 numbers are a little witchy and magical. And, you know, so you can, you can kind of vibe it out. But when there's a story, it, it helps, it helps people understand why the pricing is the way it is.
0: Oh, my gosh, I love all of this, because I do feel like, especially in my past life, practicing law, you know, I felt like, There were such rigid ideas about what you could charge, when when you were allowed to increase your prices and numbers and things. And you've given me uh, a a structure and and a mindset to just, a structure to follow, which you've been so tactical, which I love, but also a mindset shift that allows me to have the power again, right? The power again to control not only my
1: life, but my income. You are your own economy. Ooh. When you are so an entrepreneur, you are your own economy. And, and once, so does that mean
0: we're to blame if we're struggling?
1: Abs hundred percent.
0: Okay. You got to own that too,
1: right? A hundred percent. This is why entrepreneurship is the single best tool for personal development and spiritual growth of all total time. Because whatever results you are getting are being a hundred percent created by you. <laughs> wow. It's it's a hard pill to swallow. It is, but it's also incredibly liberating because you are also the only one who, you're the one who can fix it. True. Right? So, you know, every monster, and this is why I think everyone needs to work with some kind of coach or mentor or teacher or somebody because you don't know what you don't know and you can't see what you can't see. I've probably spent well over $100,000 Creating my own sort of personal MBA,
0: you know, with same, same
1: coaches and mentors and teachers and classes and retreats and events like the ones we met, you know, met at alleys. Because um, it just—I don't know how people do it otherwise. I can't imagine how people do it otherwise. And well, I mean, self can't see self, and it
0: just is physically impossible and emotionally impossible, and. Um, you know, when you look at the most successful, like you said, look at the people that you want, whose careers you want to mirror and be like, you know, those people have coaches. So at the end of the day, it's not a plug for you or me or any of that. It's just a
1: fact. Play tennis with better tennis players. I mean, it was one of the great things about being in that room in Phoenix is, you know, there were people who are way more successful than I am in certain areas. And it's really interesting for me to hear how an eight figure business owner thinks about things, how she approaches a problem, how she talks about Facebook ads, how she, I'm like, huh, (laughs) you know, people who have investors and what that looks like for them. Like, this is how I learn. This is how I stretch and grow. Um, What I love
0: about what you're saying too, is you're basically giving me the permission slip to raise my prices to be able to get there and play in that league, because you've got to raise your prices in order to go there. I mean, there's just no other way.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, my friend Chelly uh, Campbell uh, has a bunch of terrific books out. She's got one I really like called The Wealthy Spirit, and in there she's got a bunch of good exercises. Um, she specializes in financial stress reduction. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay. okay. We all need that's, her. Yeah, that's Chelly's. I may have to.
0: Um... There's another interview.
1: Yes. Oh, you should totally have jellies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so this thing about raising your prices, one of the things she says to do, and I totally did this and it absolutely worked is so say you've been charging hundred dollars and you want to start charging thousand dollars and I'm just using round numbers. Cause I can't do math. Um, <laughs> tell you, spend a day or two walking around telling yourself inside of your own mind that you charge $10,000. Okay. How much do I charge? I charge $10,000. One session with me is $10,000. What do I charge? 10,000. That's right. It's 10 grand, 10 big grand macaronis to work with me. Like just keep saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it out loud, saying it inside your mind, writing it down on paper. And then when somebody actually asks you how much do you charge, you can say, it's only $1,000. It's going to feel like the Mm -hmm. biggest bargain in the world to you because you have primed yourself, right? You've done some priming or anchoring to a higher number. And then that $1,000 number is going to feel like a bargain.
0: Oh, my gosh. Genius. I'm going to put that into practice. It Absolutely totally works. It's great. the
1: funniest little mind game, but it totally works. Um, I've got a couple other things about how to ra- uh, practical ways to how, how to raise your prices. Okay, give them to me before we have to go. Yes, people yeah. need to know this. Um, one is make sure you know what they're comparing you to, right? Okay. So when I said, you know, I, this last thing I offered on creative entrepreneurship, and I said, you know, I spent $100,000 on my own MBA, this course is only $2,000, you know, compared to an MBA, $2,000 is kind of a bargain, right? So what, So you have to help them know what they're comparing you to, right? Um, okay, love that. The, you can make the comparison for them as well to make it right, easy. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, there's also the question of how much is this problem costing them? Uh-huh. It's yes. just costing them to not fix this problem. Um, and with your existing clients, here's what you do. You send, wait, you broke up there for just a second. I want to make sure we catch that. So for your existing clients, okay. Here's what we do. We send them an email that says, Hello, existing clients. Uh as you know, as you know, you've been um paying a rate of XYZ as of, you know, the first of the year or the first of spring or whatever date is appropriate, um, I'm actually going to be raising my prices to X. You can, but because you're an existing client and I like you so well, uh, you can either pre-purchase at a slightly increased rate or I'm gonna step you up gradually to this rate or, or you have until this date to book at your old rate. And then after that, it's going to be the higher rate.
0: Okay. I, I, I'm frantically writing these notes down myself because I'm implementing everything that you're telling me. And so I want to make sure that I've got it. So we yeah. can pre-purchase, someone can pre-purchase at a slightly increased rate or you have until this date mm-hmm. to purchase at your old rate. hmm and then the last was,
1: or it's just you can just give them notice that that you know as of yeah that as of this date it's going to be at this this other rate, um or you can step them up. You can say like so for the next quarter it's going to be this much more, and then after that it's going to be at the regular rate. I had a client who did um dog training. she had a kennel, she were, uh, dog training, but also uh, boarding dogs, right and Genu- and she was in Maine. January was almost a non-existent revenue month for her business because nobody goes, no, in Maine, nobody goes anywhere in January. They can't, it's too cold. So <laughs> and nobody's boarding their dog in January. So what she did is in December, she sent out an email that said, hey, we haven't raised, you know, hi to all our existing clients. We like you so much. Uh, we're gonna be raising our rates as, as of the first of the year but if you want to pre-purchase your dog's boarding for spring break or for the summer, you can buy this. And she had a couple of packages that they could buy. Um, So that turned what was normally a non-existent revenue month into her second highest revenue month ever with people paying in advance for the dog boarding that they were going to do in April.
0: Love that idea. What a beautiful idea to change up the revenue that, can be so cyclical in certain businesses too. Right. I love that. Really brilliant. I think we could go on forever about this because let me just ask you one last major question that I want is that, you know, how do you get out of the rut of just consistently being in this cycle of struggling with your prices? Because I find that, even when people typically raise their prices maybe slightly or once somehow it comes back again and so you know they're falling back into the same old patterns habits etc do you have any tips on you know making this something that they're consistently revisiting is it something every year how do you kind of avoid just now oh great i raised it once and now i'm done forever <laughs> you yeah. see what i mean <laughs> yeah i
1: mean So, when people fall back, you know, when people revert to old patterns, that tells me that there's something going on inside of their mind that this new level of success is not okay with them. It may be a family, some family training of, we don't, we're not like that. (laughs) Girls like us don't do things like that. It could be um, what Gay Hendrix referred to as the crime of outshining. I'm not allowed to be more successful than my spouse. I'm not allowed to be more successful than my sister. Um, it could be just some old tapes from childhood and young adulthood. We all have those. So, again, get, get some help because, again, it's not an outer problem. There is no shortage of money. Um... There is no shortage of money in the world. This is about the perfect thing for us to be able to leave on. There is right. no shortage of money, right? Have you yeah. noticed? I mean, there's all kinds of people spending all kinds of money on all kinds of things all the time. Exactly. We're recording this
0: episode and I'm in Dallas. There, let me assure people, there is no shortage of money.
1: Right? I live near Montecito where there's more millionaires than billionaires than there is anywhere except Monte Carlo. There is no shortage of money. Like it may not be in my wallet. It may not be in your wallet, but it is out there and it is not that hard to get. And there is no shortage of ideal clients, right? So you don't need to, you need sales. You don't need this sale or that sale. You need sales, right? And it's right. it's a dynamic thing. You're going to have to keep experimenting. You'll find the sweet spots. And but make sure whenever you're charging that there's at least something that's super high end. Because like I said, there's people who, they don't want to take the $300 course with 10 other people. They're not interested in that. They want to give you $10,000 and have your undivided attention for the day, you know? So have something higher end for those people. Even if it's a car repair business, like have the valet, you know, Oh, you can get the white glove valet service. We'll come and pick up your car to take it to the mechanic and get your tires rotated and bring it back to you for an extra $200. Like, That's actually an awesome idea. And I would totally pay for that. (laughs) Somebody should do that.
0: (laughs) Somebody should do that. One of our listeners, you have just now been given
1: an entrepreneurial idea. Right. Or just be the service that does that, does that for the, the service bay, you know, like coordinate with all the garages and all the people like just be the shuttle. I love it. Um, But you don't shuttle the people you shuttle the car. I love it. Um, Yeah. There's no shortage of money. And you don't get wrapped all tight about like, oh, what if I run out of Raspberry Jam? Like we assign all this stuff to money that we don't assign to other things, right? So true. <laughs> like, so true. We're not stressed of like, what if there's what if there's no more raspberry jam? What if this is a, you know, it's like, no, there's there's plenty. There's plenty. There's plenty of of jam. And if you need more jam, you can get more jam. There's plenty of money. If you need more money, you can make more money. And And if you need help making more money, they need to contact Sam
0: Bennett because you sound like the expert in being able to help them do just that.
1: I love doing it. I got to say it's super fun for me. And, and as terrifying as it is to raise your prices, you know, I had one guy I coached to, to create a $6,000 a month sort of coaching, teaching package. And he called me after he says the first time he offered it, he was sweating bullets right and finally they get to that part of the conversation she says how much is it and he says six thousand dollars and he states his price and then stops talking state your price then stop talking state your price then hit mute on the phone if you have to state your price then stop talking and there's this pause which there will often be and you gotta remember it's like watching bread rise people are like conceptualizing oh my god what would that be like Do I have it? Could I find it? Where is it? Ooh, that'd be fun. And she says, Do you take American Express? (laughs) And he says, Yes. (laughs) And then and he and then he calls me a couple days later and he's like, I can't stop looking at my bank account. Like, this is so great. I'm like, I know. (laughs) So it's like it's terrifying ahead of time, but really, it's so much better afterwards. Oh God, that's such a great story.
0: Um I can't wait for that to be my story. I, I love it so much. So what if people want to now get in touch with you, do business with you? Where do they need to go? And what do they need to do?
1: Yeah. So hop over to the therealsambennett.com, The com. Two N's and two t's. And this is where my father would say the second T is silent. Dad <laughs> jokes. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and just, and, and hop in there's, there should be some button up at the top that says like, get started or whatever. And just, and that lead magnet is the procrastination domination starter kit. And it's my, one of my favorite teachings, a little webinar on how to figure out which of your 137 great ideas you should really be working on now. And, um, it's really, everybody loves it. And then that'll get you on my email list. And then you can write me and tell me about your stuff and we'll be pen pals and best friends. It'll be great. Love it.
0: Well, I am on your email list. I love getting your emails. And so no matter what, guys, you need to head to the real Sam Bennett and start receiving some information from her because obviously it's going to be infused with humor and kindness and it's going to be about you being able to you know, raise yourself to reach that better pinnacle of your career, the one that we all want to be able to reach, not just for the success of the money, but for the fulfillment that comes with it too, because that's, what's amazing that you just really emphasized about that gentleman raising his price is, is at the end of the day, he felt this sincere desire to then be able to serve her at his best and was delighted in the whole process too. So that's, what's so exciting about all of it.
1: Right. And when you've got your revenue up like that, it's easy. Then you can do tons of free stuff. Like it's easy to give stuff away. It's easy to, you know, you're not scrounging for every nickel so you can afford to be more generous. It's a, it's a beautiful win, 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 win. And that's what we're always looking for is for everybody to feel like they're getting the better half of the bargain. Sam,
0: I took, let me see, let me see. One, two, three, four full pages of notes. I know our listeners are going to be doing the same Thank you for all that you taught me during this podcast episode. Little did you know it was a coaching for me as well. So selfishly, I appreciate it. But I, I know our listeners, this is going to be one of the
1: most listened to episodes I can already tell. So thank oh, you for your time. Pleasure. Sally, I adore you. I think you're the best. Everybody, keep listening to Sally.
0: Well, thank you. I adore you too. And thank you so much, listeners. I can't wait for you to be able to put all of these fascinating tools. In Thanks so much for listening to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Remember that you can always find out more about me by visiting sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com. And if you want to stay in touch or get more free tips from me, make sure to join my free weekly newsletter that's filled with tips to help you achieve your greatest potential. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere where you're currently listening. And leave us a review. It really is a small thing to do that goes a long way to helping others find our show too. We'll be back next week with another empowering story of dreaming beyond the American dream. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.